Good evening, everyone, and good evening. Welcome to our Tuesday online worship service. We're glad that you're, you joined us to worship the Lord. And here I am at home, been quarantined. Uh, don't worry, me and the family, we're fine. Uh, we're, and we're just observing, um, you know, what needs to be done. But things are okay on our end. And we want you to know that um, we as pastors, the pastoral team, we've been continuing praying for you, continually praying for all of you, for good health and for you to recover, to be restored whatever sickness you guys have. All right, week three for our series Abide. And it's really about the Word. And when we talk about this series being about the Word, really the Word is Jesus. That's what, really what we're talking about here. This is a series, of course, about the Scriptures, but really we talk about the Word. It's really, we're really talking about Jesus. And John chapter 5, verse 39, let me read that to you. 539 to 40. You, have, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Why am I reading this to you? Because I want to re reiterate the point of getting deeper and growing more in the Word. It's to come closer to the Lord, get, to get closer to Jesus. That's the whole point of it. Not to become Bible experts, not to become Bible scholars, but for us to have a deeper, more intimate relationship with the Lord. So with that, let's begin. Um, please open your Bible to John chapter 6. We'll read from verse 57 to verse 59. And if you're ready, type the word Bible in the comment section. Okay? John chapter 6 verse 57. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he will also live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. Verse 60. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe, for Jesus knew from the beginning who, who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted to him by my Father. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know you, that you are the Holy One of God. Lord, thank you. Today we make a decision at the onset that we will follow you. As we follow your word, as we study your word, Lord, we are going to draw closer to you. Lord, it's all about that. It's all about abiding in you. Abiding in your word is really abiding in you. And so today... May that be a possibility as we understand the relationship of the Holy Spirit's work in allowing us to see the Word for what it is, to hear your words clearly, 
to be more sensitive to it. Thank you. As we ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen and amen. From the scriptures you read, I just want to show you two contrasts that lead us to realize two options. No in-betweens. Because it's either you abide in Christ or you don't. It's either you follow Him or you don't. So I'd like to show you these contrasts. And by distinguishing these, we can make the choice if we will truly abide in Christ. Those contrasts are the spirit or the flesh, belief or betrayal. Let's talk about the spirit or the flesh. Verse 57 says, As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he will also live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not the bread that the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on his bread will live forever. And Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Let's read verse 60. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to these? Many of the disciples, what are we talking about here? At this point, it was more than just the twelve. There were many who followed the Lord. They probably saw the miracles and they wanted to follow him. They heard of him preaching that he is the Messiah, so they followed him. They had these um, desires and expectations about Jesus. That's why they followed him. Those desires include uh, healing, provision, miracle. And, and by, by saying that, I, let me just say it again. Miracle healing, miracle provision. <laughs> and of course, the Messiah, him being the Messiah. Now, what to them was the Messiah? To them, the Messiah was a political, probably to some of them, not all of them, again, the expectation of a Messiah for them would be one who would bring them back to the glory days of King David. Because they misread the scriptures. They misread what the prophets were talking about. All right? And that's why it's so important for us what we can learn here. For us that we don't misunderstand and have a wrong expectation of the word is saying is that we need to read through the Spirit. We need to read through the Spirit. It's through the Spirit. Say it, say it in the comment section down below. To read the Scriptures through the Spirit. See, this is the whole point. You know, there is, a, there is a relationship between the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. With just the Word, without the Spirit, all you're going to get is empty theology. You'll get good at reading the Word. And... But really, no revelation right there. Nothing to empower you to move in what you've read. Nothing to empower you to change, um, to, to actually obey what the Word says. But if it's all spirit, <laughs> that's what you're saying. And you know, it's just, and when you don't have the Word, well, that could cause a lot of different problems as well. But that's another preaching in itself. But for us right now, it's important for us that we must be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Meaning we could read the word in the flesh and be really good at it, right? Even have a degree. You know, Pastor Oi was telling us pastors that when he went to America, all right, um, he had a trip to America. He was able to visit some of the churches there and he got to play basketball with one of, one of, one, one of the professors in one of um, the Christian universities right there. And a shocking, re a shocking revelation happened when this, this basketball player, uh, I'm sorry, this professor who was playing basketball, Pastor Oyo was playing basketball with. <laughs> Sinabi niya na, yes, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher of divinity, something like that, um, um, theology. 
but I'm an atheist. So think about it. If it's just the word that we have, you know, without really accessing, asking the Holy Spirit to help us hear from what hear what it's saying to us in the spirit, then we could just be really good theologians and not disciples of Christ. So what are we? Are we just people who are Bible experts? Is that just the goal? No. Our goal is this. As we get, dig deep in the Word, the goal is to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Understanding that really the Word is the very words of Jesus. And knowing the role of the Holy Spirit when it comes to the Word. And the role of the Holy Spirit is this. The Holy Spirit illuminates the Word of God. It tells us what it has to say for us. For us, right? It doesn't just tell us about, you know, you know, the lesson, but it speaks to us. It is living and active. And what one other thing the Holy Spirit does, it reminds us of the scriptures. And so even because we've stored up so much of the word and we've read that through the spirit and stored it up so much, stored it, stored so much of the word in our hearts, what happens when a time comes? Right? When, an, when a time comes when we need, to, we need wisdom about a certain matter, the Holy Spirit will remind us about the words stored in our hearts. See, there is a very, very tight relationship between the Word and the, Holy, and the Spirit. In fact, they're one and the same. We should, be, we should read the Word through the Holy Spirit, not in the flesh. Seek the Word through the Spirit. Don't just fill your mind. Don't just feed your soul. You know, when I, when I say that, I mean, don't just read the word to make you feel good when you're sad. And uh, Hear me when I say this. Sure, read the scriptures to make you have hope in times of hope, in, in hopeless times. But don't just pick it up to make you happy and then you don't read it anymore. So the word is meant for us to, yes, understand in our minds, for us to, for us to receive healing and, and to you know, give us restoration and make us, you know, feed our soul, sure. But don't, let's not just stop there. But let's ask the help of the Holy Spirit to illuminate what the Word is saying to us. It must be a mirror. It must be a hammer. It must be something that molds us, shapes us, tells us how we are, what we are right now. That's when you know, and that's when you experience dyna the, the dynamic, the dynamism between the, this Holy Spirit the dynamism of it all, reading the scriptures while, while reading it with the power of the Holy Spirit, through the lenses of the Holy Spirit. So we don't want to just have a fleshly approach to knowing God. And you know what, that, that, what, ha what happens to that, right? It's like a renovation lang. I let me read the word. And so I know, you know let, me, let, let, me, let me treat the word as a moral checklist. Right? And when I see it as a moral checklist, um, okay, this is the things that I need to improve. I mean, it's good for us to use it as a mirror to do that but if it's just like we the approach is we just use it for self as a self-help book or just for us to be a better person then again it's it's still a fleshly approach it's renovation it's religion right? and it really won't work and again why won't that work why won't a fleshly approach to god work um through religious through tre treating your bible reading as a religious act because the separation that we have with God is not physical, all right? It's not physical. And therefore, we need the spiritual approach. And how does that happen? When you read the Word, you receive life. 
It speaks to the dead parts of your life. It, and, it, and, it, and it revives your soul. You're reborn. You're reborn. Not renovated, but reborn. There, it's, it changes you. You become a new you. The old is gone. Behold, the new has come. And that only the Holy Spirit, only through the work of the Holy Spirit, can we receive new life. And so what we want is not just a new religion or a new way to be a better person. But we need what we want is new life to be changed through and through. And that happens only through the power of the Holy Spirit. So here's what we can learn. Abiding in God's word requires attuning ourselves to the Holy Spirit. If you want to abide in God's word, it requires attuning to the Holy Spirit. You know, it's Holy Spirit, let me just study the word now. No. Read the scriptures. Pray to the Holy Spirit. Ask Him to help you. If you're having a difficult time, pray to the Holy Spirit once more. Ask the Holy Spirit, reveal to me what this means for me today. What are you saying through the scriptures? So abiding in God's word requires attuning ourselves to the Holy Spirit. All right. Second contrast here is betrayal, belief or betrayal. Verse 64 to 66, let me read that for you. There are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who's, who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, this is why I told you that no one else can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. In verse 66, after this, many of the disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. See, some of the Jews at this point, some of the Jews and those who followed Christ up to this point had a different expectation of Jesus. Like I mentioned earlier, they expected a, they had a different view of what the Messiah is, a different understanding of what the Messiah would do, right? They did not expect the Messiah to actually die. <laughs> they, ex they expected this Messiah to rule in, the, in something like that of David, overthrow the Roman government and all that. And so what was happening here when Jesus was talking about this and, and pointing out the fact that the unbelief, because you have to re remember prior to this, Jesus was already talking about the resurrection of the dead. And he made, um, he was talking about also the cross and, and the, the rising up the sun. And so probably at this point, you know, this was like the final nail in the coffin. Yung pinakahuling ano na, diba? The last straw. <laughs> This was it, and, and and when he said this, when he when he let when he let them know that I I know right, there are some of you who do not believe. Now it now this was the time when some of those people who called themselves disciples <laughs> turned away and turned back from Jesus and no longer followed him. Why? Because of wrong expectations. Their heart wasn't right, and again. They were looking towards their physical needs, looking to a, a God who would supply their physical needs, liberation from Rome um, and, and all that. Healing, like I mentioned, right? Um, provision. See, again, if we approach it in, the, in a fleshly manner, if all we think about is the flesh, then all we want from God would be the things of this world. But again, if we approach the word asking the holy spirit's help then that's what's here's what's going to happen we are going to hear from god we're going to know him more and we'll get revelation that can only come from the holy spirit 
Are you a real disciple? What is a real disciple? A real disciple is, 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 is a real disciple one who reads and obeys the word? One who prays and worship? You know, you can do all that and still not be a real disciple. Because <laughs> you can do all that to get what you want. To full, so that God will kind of like give you what you want. You know, fulfill your physical needs. You know, you can do all that just so that you can get what you want from God. The point is this. And when you don't get, don't, and you don't get what you want, you leave. You, you, or it's either you leave God or you just, you know, treat the word as a collection of wisdom. You, you get to qualify the things that, ito gusto ko sa word, ito hindi, ayoko yan. Diba? Parang you pick and choose lang what applies or what you like. So it's either you leave the faith or you just pick and choose. You, know? you treat it like a buffet na pipiliin mo lang kung anong gusto mo. See, here's one thing for us to understand. The Bible does not contain the Word of God. The Bible is the Word of God. Again, the Bible does not con just contain the Word of God. It is the Word of God. And that's a very big difference. There was, um, in, 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 in history, in Christian history, there was a time when, you know, um, some, some, some people propagated the belief that the Word of, contains the Word of, uh, the Word of God. Therefore, you can just pick and choose and discern what is the Word and what should not apply anymore nowadays. No, it isn't like that. The Word of God, the Bible is the Word of God. The very words of our Lord and Savior. And so we treat every part of the Bible as His Word. We follow everything. We treat it. We treat it that way. And only through the Holy Spirit can we discern that. Can, only through the Holy Spirit can we see it that way. Only through the Holy Spirit can we actually allow the, every bit of the Scriptures to move every portion and affect every area of our lives. So, so that's so a real disciple reads the word and obeys it not for his own gain. All right? But a real disciple reads the word, obeys it, prays and worship for the gain of God. But for that that God may be lifted up, that may God will be glorified in and through our lives. That his lost children will be brought to him as we obey, right, the word of God in reaching the lost. See, I'd like to quote um, something from the book um, I read. The book is called Word and Spirit by Artie Kendall. And here's what he says. We live in the me generation. So many of us have catered to the what's in it for me appetite of our generation. Hardly anyone asks, what's in it for God? Wow. As a real disciple, that's the heart. That should be our heartbeat. Lord, as I read the scripture, what's in it for you? What's in it for you? How could I honor you? How could I glorify you? Sure, God, God's going to bless us with everything we need. We know that already. But I, I like to point out Matthew 6.33 that says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added. And see, that idea of seeking first tells us, that really, as disciples of Christ, we don't go to the Word to get what we want. We don't go to the Word to gain something for ourselves. We don't use God just to get what we want. We go to the Word for God's gain. That is to glorify Him, to honor Him. 
Amen? Amen naman dyan. Sulit nyo sa comment section. Yun! <laughs> Now, ano ba yung gain natin as disciples of Christ? Bukod sa mga blessings, bukod sa provision, sa lahat ng pwedeng biyayan ibigay ni Lord sa atin. At ano pa ba yung gain natin? Ito yung pinaka-importanting gain. This is the most important gain that we have. It's this. It's what Simon Peter said. In verse 68, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. See? Peter got it. He said, you have the words of eternal life. His word is our reward. His presence. That's the assurance of His word in our lives. That's our reward, friends. As disciples, that's our reward. So what we can learn here is this. A real disciple abides in Christ because his gain is in Christ. A real disciple abides in Christ because his gain is in Christ. I don't abide in Christ just so I can get what I want. I abide in Christ because He is what I want. You know, where else will I go? Where else will I go? San pa ako pupulutin kung wala, kung wala ako sa, kung wala ako kay Lord. I hope that that becomes our heart. And if there are times when we've strayed, and it happens, right? We're distracted by the world. And when we go to the Lord to get what we want, maybe it's time for us just to renew our minds once more and realize through the Holy Spirit, we realize that in Christ we have it all. Christ is our all and we have it all in Him. So as we end this, verse 67, let's read verse 67 to 69 and we'll, we'll learn a, 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 a few things right here. Verse 67 says, So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know you that you are the Holy One of God. One thing to notice here. Jesus asked, right? Do you want to go away? Right? So the choices here was going away or going. There was no option of staying. And you see, that's how it is in the Christian life as a disciple. As we abide in His Word, as we abide in Christ, we have to abide in, our, in this fact that we will go wherever He will go. We don't go away. We go further. We don't stay We go further. And as you abide in the scriptures, the promise is this. He who began the good work in you will see it through to completion. That's a promise we can hold on to. All right? As we abide, if we abide in the word of God, if we abide in Christ, that's what's going to happen. That's the promise there. There are no in-betweens. See, if you are a real disciple, you're not going to stay. You're going to go further. All right? Christianity is never about the status quo. It's about going further. It's about going further. Really, that's what it is. Now, what can we learn from the scriptures here? Three words as we end. Know, believe, and go. Know, believe, and go. All right? That's what you can find here in the text we just read. What does it mean to know? Know the word. Study it. Right? If there are things that you don't understand, research. There's lots of material out there that will help you get the right Um, interpretation of what the scripture means. And the good thing about being a part of a victory group is that you have other victory group members and a victory group leader to help you understand. You see, the Bible should be easy to understand, but of course, because of contextual issues, there's stuff there that 
you know, you, might, you may have a challenging time understanding. So that's why it's important to be in community, right? So you don't get to interpret it on your own, all right? Uh, yes, there are resources online, but if you go to the wrong resources, then you get the wrong interpretation, right? So it's good. It's always safe to be part of a community so that you can help one another understand the word. If you're not yet part of a victory group, don't miss out. I'm giving you the opportunity right now. Type the word connect on the comment section down below and we will find a victory group for you. Or you could personal message Victory Ortigas, all right? And we will, we will connect you to a victory group, all right? So no, read and study the Bible. Second, believe. Don't just know. What good is the knowledge if you don't believe it? What good is the knowledge if you don't allow it to seep deep into your heart? Put your faith in what you have learned. And again, we ask the Holy Spirit to help us with that. We say, Holy Spirit, I'm struggling with this truth that I just learned in the scripture. It does not, right? It, it will mean for me to let go of certain things. It will mean for me to sacrifice. It will mean for me, you know, it's inconvenient. No one ever talked about being convenient. Christianity is never about convenience. Following the word is never about being convenient. In fact, it's about going against the flow. And so, of course, there will be some inconveniences right there. And this is where we have to ask the Holy Spirit, help my unbelief. We have to have that prayer. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Holy Spirit, help me. Open my eyes to see the beauty that in following this. Give me that grace to believe. So no, believe. What do we believe? Believe what he, what he has. What does he have? Peter said it. You have the words of eternal life. You have it. Not any influencer, author, New York Times bestseller. No. Jesus has the words of eternal life. Believe that. Okay? Who? So what? That's the what. He has the words of eternal life. Who? Believe who? Who he is. He is. Who he is, diba? Look at what Peter said. We have believed and we have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. What does that mean? You're the only. You are the Holy One. You are set apart by God to be Messiah, to be Savior, to be our Lord. That's what Peter was talking about right there. That was what he was putting his faith on. All right? So when we believe, that's what we're believing for. We're not just believing in you. Lord, kaya mo akong payamanin eh. Hindi, hindi ganun. Lord. So, of course, kaya naman talaga ni Lord gawin kung ano man, no? But ito yung, ito yung pinaka-importante. We believe, alright? We believe that He is the Holy One of God. And He is God Himself. That's what we believe. What He has, He has the eternal words of eternal life. Who He is, the Holy One of God. So know, believe, we talk about knowing, believing, finally, go. Go obey and pursue His plans for you. Go obey and pursue His plans for you. Remember, Jesus asked, do you want to go away as well? So imagine, the choices Jesus gave to them wasn't, it was just one. There was just one choice. Do you want to go away? I mean to say there are no in-betweens. It's either you follow God or you don't. 
if they said, no, we're not going with them, but we'd rather just stay here, Lord, and just, you know, meet with you around like maybe twice a week or walang ganun. Walang customization based on our convenience. And sometimes a lot, sometimes it's so tempting to do that. We customize our relationship with God based on our convenience. I'll just go to church once in a while, you know. I'll just go to Victory Group once in a while. I'll just serve Him maybe once in a while. Hey, will you abide or not? Jesus is asking here, and I'm, I believe He's extending the question to you. Do you want to go away as well? See, if we abide, it's either we abide or we go away. But if we abide, here's what's going to happen. This is what it means to abide. Of course, there will be fruitfulness in our, in, in our character. That happens. That happens as we abide in the Word through the Holy Spirit. Remember the fruit of the Spirit? Galatians chapter 5 talks about that, right? Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, patience, um, goodness, self-control, right? But not, you don't just grow in the fruit of the Spirit. Here's what happens. You're going to follow. You're going to pursue His plans for you. Dami natin planong gustong gawin sa buhay. Minsan na, we're confused nga eh, what to do. There's so much options. You know, the internet has opened up so much options for us. On what to do, what career to do, where to go, where to live. How to find a partner. Technology has just ex- accelerated you know, made things faster, more convenient, has given us all these options. But then again, if we're going to abide in Christ as His disciples, we pursue His plans for us. And we find that as we read the Scriptures through the Holy Spirit. We ask the Holy Spirit, guide me into what your plans are for me. There's a song we have, right? Open up my heart to all your plans for me. Right? Remember that song? We worship that. That's what we ask the Holy Spirit when we read the word, open up your heart to all your plans for me. It's not, Lord, bless my plans. I will seek you so you will bless my plans. No. Open up my heart to all your plans for me. See, knowing, believing, and going are all empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's only through the Holy Spirit that we know the word, we believe the word, and that we follow the word. We go pursue our God-given destiny. So as I end, abide in the Spirit of God as you know and follow the word of God. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you just for this time of knowing, hearing. Lord, we pray to the Holy Spirit that as you have, you have allowed us to have these words just stored up in our hearts. We will, after this, we're going to go and follow and pursue. Things you don't want us to do, we'll stop it. Things you want us to do, we'll do it. Places you want us to go, we will go. No matter what impossibility it is we face. Lord, we pray for the sensitivity to your Holy Spirit as we abide in you. God, thank you that as we just stay in your presence, as we abide in you, we will go further. We will grow faster. Lord God, we will honor you. And again, all this, not for our gain, but for yours. For we are truly your disciples. 
So thank you, Lord. There have been times that we have been distracted, times that we have been led astray. But thank you, Lord. You're so gracious. You're calling us back. You're telling us to abide. Truly, you are our anchor. Though you could be swayed from left to right from the storms of distraction and temptation, thank you, Lord, that you are the anchor of our soul. Now, we're not complete, we don't completely drift away or we're not torn down by the storm. But our position is secure in you, our rock, our redeemer. So I pray for you to do that as we repent. If there are things in our lives that we did not honor you, if we have, you know, partially obeyed, which of course there's no such thing as partially obeying. God, thank you today. You're renewing our minds. And today we say we abide in you, Christ. We abide in you, our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, I'd like to invite those of you who want to be part of a victory group. Like I mentioned, as you, in your desire to abide in the Word of God, you'll realize you can't do this on your own. All right? So do type the word connect on the comment section down below and we will connect you to a victory group. All right? For the rest of you, let me just pray the benediction to all of you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. See you next week.